B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. You hear that song. It means it's time to talk to Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington, and the Washington Football Talk podcast. Pedro, what up, man? How you doing, buddy? Good afternoon, JP, and hello there, Brian and Landfill and Jeff Walker. What up, Peter? Uh, Pete, I want to ask you the question we've been asking folks all day. What are your expectations for an Eric Bieniemy offense? Uh, well, I'll start with a very basic word, and that is better. I'm expecting a better offense. I think it's going to be uh, one that emphasizes including the best players more often. I don't think there's going to be games in the 2023 season where we look up in the second quarter and see that Terry McLaurin doesn't have a target and John Dotson has one target and, like, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson have a bunch of carries. I think the enemy coming from the Chiefs where they just – pelted Hill and pelted Kelsey with targets knows that these types of really top-notch players need the ball and they need to be schemed open because defenses know how good they are, but the offense, the onus is on them to get them involved. And I think the enemy is going to do that. And I think that'll make them better. And I also think it's just going to be a better offense down in the red zone and down in these short yarded situations. I'm not uh, expecting, you know, Eric to completely overhaul this thing and make it a top five unit on his own, that, that's crazy. No coach in the NFL can really elevate a unit from 20th like the commanders were to top five on his own. The O-line needs to be better, and Sam Howell needs to uh, deliver for all the people who are really excited about him. But I think the enemy, with his just football smarts and his experience under Andy Reid, knows how to get guys open and will get the right guys open more often than not, and that's going to do this offense a lot of good. I'm going to put Pete on hold. Lamb, they'll see if you get him to park his car or something. He sounds like... Yeah, sounds like, little, sounds like me in Arizona. Um, I I think there's <clears throat> understandably a ton of excitement for the enemy. I, I think the expectation that it'll immediately happen, I think, is a little misguided. You, there's still so much that needs to happen before we get to September, and this offense all of a sudden starts cooking with gas. I think that, that's true, but it's, it's true and it's not true. Terry caught over 1,000 yards receiving last year, didn't he? Two, yeah. Jahan had like seven touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah. You add to that and make them better, Terry could have 12, 1,400 yards receiving. Jahan could possibly have seven, eight touchdowns again. Then you start having a little bit more creativity with these running backs and things like that. It could be a hell of a difference. Here's the biggest question, I think. Combined quarterback play last year for the Commanders, 62% completion percentage. Average about 220 a game, 24 touchdowns, 16 picks. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be better than that this year? I would, I would hope so. I think if you get that, if that, if I, you... I think looking at the play, the, the plays that they walked in the end zone, Kansas City did. If if you are not married to your scheme, and you can be getting some of those plays and and watching what other teams do and adding it. See, the problem with this team last year is. We did the same crap every week around the same time, same downs, all that stuff. Kansas City runs an offense, but they implement plays from teams that played that same team that they played the week before and had success against them. Just having that added to your offense makes it more makes it more potent. Got Pete back here. Pete, the, the commanders passing last year as a total, not looking at specific players, but total, they completed 62% of their passes for about 220 a game, 24 touchdowns, 16 picks. 
Do you think Howell can outperform that this fall? I think he can, but I think people who are assuming that it's automatic or just ready to completely buy in are tricking themselves. I mean, it's really hard to gauge a guy off of 19 regular season throws and then 16 weeks of being the third or second string quarterback where he's just hanging out at practice and no one except for people on the team can see him progress. It's a big assumption, but I think the stuff around him can hopefully be better. Uh, Sorry about my breaking up phone, but I was basically saying that I think the enemy can make the offense a lot better just by getting the skill guys involved and having Hal be a distributor as opposed to a guy who needs to make all these tight window throws. I think the offensive line will just be better because this team knows it has to be better and they will improve it via free agency and the draft. So um, if Sam Howell can just be average and then you elevate everything around him, you follow the Brock Purdy method, you follow uh, the method that happens when you don't have a Mahomes and you just try and build up the team around him, then yes, I think Sam Howell can, can at least match those numbers. And then if he's anything good, if he's this first-round caliber prospect that was there before that final season in North Carolina and then he took a step back because he lost a lot around him, then yeah, I think he can absolutely throw for 25 and 13. And while those aren't huge numbers in today's NFL, they're definitely huge numbers for what the commanders have been used to. And I think also just being a little bit more non-predictable, I mean unpredictable, where you come out on a plate where it's, it seems to be a running down or whatever, and you do something else. You put him in a formation and try something. That right there, the creativity is totally to me. And when to do something and not do it is going to make a difference. Right. And, and the creativity is definitely um, necessary. And uh, there's this, you know, there's a stat out there, pass rate above expectation, where, you know, if you're in a situation where you typically would run it, or at least in the past teams have run it, but you throw it, then your pass rate above expectation is higher. And in that first week, when Carson Wentz looked like just the savior for the franchise, the commander's pass rate above expectation was way, way high. And then it was in the second week too. But then, Throughout the year from there, it's slowly deteriorated. It slowly got worse, and I think the enemy can hopefully have this team higher in that statistic. You don't want to just be throwing it to throw it, but if you throw it in spots where the defense is expecting you to run it, that can be a really good way to manufacture yards. But then beyond the creativity and the aggressiveness, it's knowing when to call certain plays. I'm sure Scott Turner, I'm sure Pat Shermer and Ken Zampisi and every coordinator has a playbook just with these beautiful plays that they can't wait to get to but either they get to them in the wrong spots or they aren't setting them up properly. And that's where you hope the enemy can do better is that not only does he have these gorgeous plays, but he knows when to deploy them so you get the maximum value. I mean, Scott Turner, I remember one game last year, I think it was in that Lions game, the Lions did a, a fully flicker kind of crazy play. And then a quarter later, the commanders did it. And it felt like Turner was doing it more so just to be like, yeah, I can do that too, as opposed to, using it at the right moment. So mm-hmm. the enemy with his creativity, but also knowing when to be that creative self can, uh, can elevate this unit. Definitely. I think he's definitely going to make them better, but I would stress again that he cannot be the end all be all. He needs better players to do it with. You're right about that. Landfill, which like, ver- a, like an offensive line, right? Which, mm. which version, which version of Pete's phone do you prefer? The weird demon voice or this constantly cracking up voice? Um, Landfill can weigh in on that when the time comes. Um, we understand that you need a you need a rebuilt O line. You need to invest in the O line. I'm not sure how broadly that will go. There's a big assumption that Howell can can be ready. We're talking about a guy with 11 career completions. What's the level of autonomy for Eric Bieniemy, Pete? I, I think 
you know, Scott Turner had autonomy right until he didn't when Ron walked in there and told him to start running the ball way more. Like, what are the chances that happened? Hmm. I would, again, apologize for my phone. I'm one block away from your office. I should have just come inside and, and done it on the microphones old school, but uh, assuming you can hear me still, I think it should be total <laughs> autonomy, and I hope that that's what Ron sold Eric on, and that's why Eric came here. I don't think Eric would have left what I'm calling the Kansas City cocoon because Ron was like, yeah, I'll let you do most of the stuff you want, but when we want to run the ball and when I want to do this on fourth you down, you're going to listen to me. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, and I hope, and I know it's hard with egos and coaches and everybody wants to have their say, but I hope Ron gives Eric everything. He doesn't need personnel control, but maybe he can give him a couple ex-Chiefs players or maybe an ex-Chiefs coach that Eric wants. But on game days and on coming up with the game plan and on who Eric wants to throw it with and who Eric wants to run it with, that needs to be completely the enemy. I think it will be from the start. And then if things go poorly, I really hope Ron has the patience and the wherewithal to let this guy figure himself out. Because maybe it is going to be a little bit rough in the beginning without Mahomes and Reed and, and doing his own show. But I would imagine if you're giving Eric a two-year deal, associate head coach, and he's got this reputation that we're all really excited about, he's got to have the smarts to just make this work on his own. And uh, Ron better just chill. I, Ron is not the best uh, in-game guy. I think a lot of us agree with that. Let's see what Eric can do with just complete control. Mm-hmm. Talking with Pete Haley from the Washington Football Talk podcast. You can follow him at Pete Haley NBCS. Pete joins us via the BetQL guest line. What do you say to the skeptics that wonder why the enemy came here in the first place? Well, I'd say two things. One. I completely get it. Um, coming here has not really worked for the grand majority of coaches, players, front office folks, and especially now with the uncertainty at the top, it's very risky. And Eric is uh, taking a very big risk here. He could have hung out with the Chiefs. I know his contract wasn't renewed, but I doubt Reed would have just kicked him to the curb. He could have gone back to the Chiefs and hoped another year more jobs would have opened up and he could have ended up elsewhere. But then I would turn around and say, in the NFL, one thing I've learned a lot I personally am very cautious and very scared of taking risks, but people who have made it to the NFL are guys who are willing to bet on themselves, trust themselves, and trust that they're going to be able to win, whether it's at a job or in a game or in a situation, one-on-one battle. These guys have to have complete certainty that they are going to come out on top. So the enemy, I'm sure, is well aware of Snyder and the commander's Mm -hmm. cloud that is always over this franchise. But he is thinking that he can outbeat it. He can he can outpace it and outdo it. Now, whether he does it is going to be an uphill battle because every battle here is uphill. But the enemy has to have that alpha male. I'm smart. I can handle this. This is my opportunity. It's my time to go out and prove myself. And I think that's why he came here ultimately, because he knows if he does prove himself here, then that will hopefully be the last barrier to the head coaching job he so badly wants. I've, I've totally never heard agree. outbeat it. That's a new, uh, that's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, that's why I then said outpace and outdo because I was trying to bury the outbeat, which is just not a word. <laughs> that I know uh, I, I, so that is what you say to the skeptical, skeptical conspiracy theorists. What do you say to the, I suppose, optimistic or or reaching conspiracy theorists that the enemy's only taking this job because he gets next in line to be the head coach and that possibly he's already talked to a new owner about becoming the head coach. I would think that is a bit of a reach um, because look, I think the enemy JP, we did this in our most recent podcast episode. Where is Eric the in 2024? 
And I think the Eric Bieniemy being the head coach is such a skinny path. I think if it goes the way we all want it to go, then Eric is going to use this as a very quick stepping stone. He's going to hopefully set Sam Howell for success and unlock Terry McLaurin. But this time next year, he's going to be saying bye to those guys and thanking them for helping uh, solidify his position in the league so he could then take a head coaching job. And if it goes poorly, if Eric doesn't succeed outside of Kansas City or Sam Howell isn't that good or good at all, then I think this whole thing is going to be uh, just firebombed. Everybody's going to be on an exodus. And I don't think that new owner is going to come in and say, I'm going to get rid of the head coach, the D.C., these players, but I'm going to keep the offensive coordinator. So I think it's just a really, really tight uh, path for Biennemi to be the head coach here. I think he's going to be a head coach somewhere very soon, but for him to be uh, Ron's replacement, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'd either be following Ron out the door or he's leaving on his own. Him sticking around and Ron leaving is is just very hard for me to see right now. Hmm. I, if Ron is being forced out, it's probably because the season didn't go well. And if the season doesn't go well, I don't think it's because the offense was really good and the defense was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even with Ron, like even if the season goes pretty well, I think it's going to be hard to see Ron stick around. Like a, a 10 and 7, but you lose in the playoffs, that'd be a pretty well in terms of how the season goes. But I don't think that's enough to just completely bowl over whoever this owner is. If so they I go 10 and 7, go, he's sticking it's around. Be a problem. If they go 10 and 7, he sticks around. That, that's a, it's a very uh, you know random bet, but I think Possibly. maybe you and I should, should engage in that bet. I think 10 and 7, sure, making the playoffs, whatever how it looks. It's tough to totally project, but I think for a new owner, and I've never covered a new owner, so this is complete uh, guessing, but I think a new owner, he's going to have to be totally convinced that this head coach, who is basically 500 and who's been coaching for forever, uh, is on the upswing. I don't see that happening. I think it's got to be like 12 and 5, or else the owner's going to say, good try, Ron, but I'm going to start over completely anew. I I don't agree with that. I, I mean... I think if you are going to, if you have to start over, you start over when you get here. Otherwise, if you're going to let a guy coach and they go ten and seven, you're not going to make a change then. I, now, could new ownership be, can change this. Can could change there totally be change? I think you could see changes to the structure for they sure. May change that whole thing. That's true. I, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Going ten and seven and losing a playoff game would would be a a, a tremendous way to figure it all out. I'd much rather find out that way than seven and ten, and we're all like, wait a second. We were all convinced Sam Howell was going to the Pro Bowl and the O-line was good. Uh, Pete, thank you for the time, buddy. Appreciate Hi, Pete. you. Yes, thank you, guys. That's Pete Haley. Give him a follow at Pete Haley NBCS. Going to check in with the rest of the league, specifically the Giants and Daniel Jones, when we return on B. Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. FanDuel Sportsbook is here to help you make every moment more for all your favorite sports and all your favorite teams. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up by going to FanDuel.com slash Brian, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. As I said earlier, the NBA now is in the second half of the season where we see real basketball. I think the bets are going to get juicy right now, and I get those $1,000 back in bonus bet, that's where I'll be laying my money. I also love uh, betting on FanDuel because they have great promotions every day. When you win, you get paid fast, and the app is safe and secure. There's no better place to bet every major sport than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So go to FanDuel.com slash Brian, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. 
First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Gambling. B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Right now. Not last week. Not tomorrow. Right now. Get your phones out. Call 800-636-1067. Call 800-636-1067. Caller number 10 will win. A four-pack of tickets to the Premier Lacrosse League Championship Series. Mm. Tickets are good for any one day. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 22nd through Sunday, February 26th. 21 and over, go to the Fieldside Club and Lounge. I think Billy Football from the Part of My Take podcast that I listen to, PFT Commenters podcast, I think those guys are hanging out in that bar where you can chug beer with them. They got games, comfortable seats, an electric atmosphere. Bar Down is an exciting new way to watch Premier Lacrosse League. Secure your seats now at PLLTickets.com. Caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067. You'll win tickets. You want to go over there, B? Drink some beer and watch some lax? When? This week. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Will you be able to go over there with me? Uh, Maybe Friday. Okay. Caller number 10, you win the tickets right now. Uh, <laughs> Something I like a lot. Everybody ready for this? Jack. Tyreek Hill decided to enter the chat. Oh, Lord. Here we go. You're going to like it. Tyreek Hill, you may remember, played for the Kansas City Chiefs for some time. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill said, Shady's mad. EB told him to tuck that ball. You remember how <laughs> Shady McCoy would hold the ball way yes. out from his body like yes. a loaf of bread? And I can try to tell you how he told it to him. You better bleep, yeah. bleep, bleep that exactly. bleeping ball. And he couldn't handle that. A number of, this is a good article from Zach Selby. Zach Selby is a content creator, writer for the Commanders. Um, and he put together a story with a bunch of Commanders or former enemy players talking about how much he matters to them. Like, uh, I got one. You ever heard of Adrian Peterson? Yeah. So enemy was the running backs coach in Minnesota. With the Vikes. Adrian Peterson told The Athletic back in 2019 about Eric Bieniemy. He prides himself on details and execution. He's old school, man. He played running back back in the day. So, of course, he's one of those guys that is all for the run-first mentality. But he's definitely one of those people that wants to get the most out of his players. I just think 
when Shady McCarr was telling the story, he threw Travis Kelsey out there. He wanted to throw himself out there, but he knew that that would have just dismissed his whole claim. He got checked by a coach, and he felt that, you're not supposed to check me. I'm Shady McCoy. No, you're a player I'm trying to get the best out of. You haven't. Shady McCoy had great seasons. I still think he left stuff there because he didn't get everything he was supposed to get. Patrick Mahomes on Eric Bieniemy. Make sure you have an Eric Bieniemy in your life because he'll make sure you're ready to go. Mm. Sounds like having a B-Mitch in your life. Mm-hmm. Tell, you, tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Jamal Charles, who had a number of monster seasons. Jamal Charles said, every guy Eric Bieniemy touches, he raises their game, whoever they are. Wherever he goes, he's going to bring out the best in all of his players. Hmm. He's going to push them to a level they didn't even know they had. He's a great coach that coaches the details. Hmm. It's, uh, it's okay to get pushed, man. Yeah. and But, but, but let's be real. Let's look at society today. <laughs> society hates the young people. They hate somebody telling them. As soon as you say something, you're hating. Everything is not hating. Sometimes they're trying to help you. And if if you just look at how things are going, maybe sometimes they should listen. This one is from Maurice Jones Drew. Bienemy coached him at UCLA when he was with the Bruins. I mean, we're going back to like 2002, so mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Maurice Jones Drew said Bienemy's style of coaching isn't for everyone to like. It's not to be liked. It's to make sure that you're the best player you can be. There you go. And let's be frank. If, if, if you are being coached by somebody like that, it might not be for everybody. But the people it's not for, GTFO, man. The people it's not for, guess what? He's probably not saying nothing to you because you are probably doing what you're supposed to be doing. Most people that don't like to be talked talked a certain way to, they normally handle their business. But there is a, a, a select few of people who roam around as if nobody can tell me anything. Well, in that case, you either buy your own football team or stay your ass in your house. <laughs> I, I mean, Tyreek Hill, because Tyreek Hill – has the juice for his comment to matter in this situation. Mm-hmm. He played for the enemy. And he left. He knows Shady. He left, and you know, he, there's no positive or negative reason for him to say anything. And he says, Shady's mad that EB told him to tuck that ball. And then you think about how McCoy's running style was, and that ball was always way out. Just swaying and everything else. And a lot of them dropped. And a lot of them hit the ground because of it. And he probably told him to do it because he probably fumbled the ball. And it could have been in practice. And you know like most people say practice don't matter? It does matter. And he probably told him something about, okay, keep caring like that. You won't be in the game. I am far, far less concerned about what LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho, what they believe about Eric Bieniemy, far less concerned about that mm-hmm. than I am. What do they have a quarterback? How are you going to fix this O line? I'm with you on that. But 
Those things are uh, most important. Those are just words, man. Words are irrelevant. I'd add this with LaShawn McCoy. 2019, he was on the Chiefs team that won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Week 15. I'm sorry. Game 15. Week 16. Inactive in a 26-3 Chiefs win. Mm -hmm. Week 17. Chiefs win 31-21. Did not play. Hey, man. All you have to do is listen to him, dude. There's too much there. He, the dude holding animosity for something. They played three playoff games in route to their first Super Bowl win with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. How many snaps do you think McCoy got in the playoff run? Mm, none. One. He got one snap. One the, more than I did for him. In the fifth. In the 51-31 win over the Chiefs, or Bruh, over the Titans. All if you those, remember that game, they were down like 28 nothing, and see, then scored like 40 straight right points. Those right there tells the story. Inactive for the AFC title game, inactive for the Super Bowl win over the Niners. I think that's a big part of uh, perhaps why Shady McCoy is a, a bit grumpy. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, he's rooting for you. As the last dude, I want rooting for me. Even when he was playing, I mean, he had some success early in the season for them, but it it, it went away pretty quick. Because what happened? He wasn't Paul. He wasn't doing what he was asked to do. So Andy probably said, "What you do? What you want to do?" And he said, "Well, I'm not gonna play him." And what did they do anyway? They won the Super Bowl. Exactly. I, I think I am prepared, Landfill. I haven't asked you about this. Can I get the chief BS officer on LaShawn McCoy's comments about Eric Bieniemy? Uh He's just upset that uh, the Chiefs benched his ass. <laughs> Next. And Bieniemy probably got it, got it, yelled at him a bunch. He said, hey, you're not, you don't got it anymore, man. Sorry, bro. Next man up. And he's still pissed off about it. Funny. I think it's fairly. St- I think. I think Tyreek Hill told the truth. He's mad. Because he got yelled at. <laughs> because he got yelled at. I mean, but let's. Dude. How many times you see a parent say something to a kid today? And they immediately just go off on a deep end. And and it's not something drastic the parent is saying. It's just we're in a new age where we feel that we can do whatever we want, but nobody can ever tell us what tell us to do something differently. If that's the way you feel, you need to own every damn thing then. And if you don't own everything, then guess what? You still got rules to follow. Last five games in Kansas City, three inactives, one DNP, and one snap and a wild card win. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy, Landini. That might have something to do with his comments. Oh, I think it does. Or, totally. Who knows? What a lot of crazy. What's Emmanuel Acho's fault then? A lot of crazy coincidences in this world. What's his fault? That he just couldn't play that well that well? So he's gonna just talk. Don't go anywhere. We gotta make some bets. 
We, one day we gotta find a way to. I know, but folks yeah. don't know. We gotta get to we, we find a way to, to do uh, landfill. So, I have a proposal. That was him singing. No, uh, he even put this together. I'm guessing. Oh, Jeff put it together. Let's okay. do this every day. That's the intro to heard it here first. Except Scotty's Vodka Rebel Friday, where we need bangers. Yeah. But I, I think I think that song needs to be played every day. Um, it's an unmitigated disaster, but I yeah. enjoyed it. Van feeling Jeff sound bad, man. Brian. <laughs> um, Jeff claims that he's 1-0 on the week because he was here yesterday with Doc and won his bet. No. I'm curious what you not. think about that. He, he, could be, he was here with Doc. He wasn't here with B-Mitch and Finley. Yeah, Jeff. He was here with Doc. And it was Doc and Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Incorrect, it buddy. Was, it was DJ Walker. Yesterday, Doc and Jeff Walker. I'm sure it was fun. What was your pick last night, Hot Shot? See, the thing was, I didn't make a pick. I was just saying I was wanting to know because I at least came into work. Oh, no, no, no. no. You didn't even make a pick? Hey, first nah. of all, can't be mad at us. They told us we were off. I know. And I we, was just saying. Okay, well, he, he he's 0-2. Trying all right. Mess with us. Let's Lanfrey's ma- 0-2. Let's make some bets. It's time for her to hear first. All right, anybody have any action ready? I think I know what I'm doing, but I'm I'm happy to not go first, or I can go first. Go first, ready. man. I'm taking the Caps. I think they really you need to win. Stop putting that bad luck on the Caps, dog. Seriously, I don't think it's bad. I think they it's need bad. a dub. They've lost four in a row. Detroit's not that good. I think they win tonight. I am taking the Capitals, unless you really want me to take somebody else. Oh, you pick who you want. I'm taking the Caps. Damn it. Okay, give me Baylor money line over Kansas State, and then I want Villanova plus four and a half. The Wildcats. Is that? No, Baylor's the Bears, right? Yeah. All right. I yes. thought you were going double Wildcat. The Baylor Bears, baby. You like Nova tonight in Cincinnati against Xavier, huh? Yeah, on the plus four and a half. It, I don't know why, but. He don't know why. He just picking something. No, he don't no, have a clue. No, no, I actually do know why, but. It, the, the statement was, I don't know why, but teams have been struggling with teams coming into their ho- their homes these past couple of games in the NCAA. So okay, I'm so I'm gonna take Xavier. <laughs> okay, you are gonna start off. The I'm gonna take Xavier, and then who who else you bet? I, I bet Baylor, K State over K State. Is who's playing? And what's the uh, what's 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 Baylor? Yeah. Baylor, K State. Go ahead and take that's it. That's minus one and a half right there. That's not great. Nah, you 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 confident in your best system take? pick? Give me K State. Oh, B Mitch making system picks. Bum, bum, Murderer. Bum. <laughs> I'd like to change my pick because I don't want, I don't whatever happens with the Caps, I don't want me to be a part of the story. Journalists journalists never make themselves part of the story. So I am going to Blacksburg, baby. Give me the Hokies tonight. This is one of these games that makes no sense. Miami Hurricanes are ranked 13th in the country. They're 22 and 5. Virginia Tech 16 and 11. And Virginia Tech's a two and a half point favorite. Does that make sense to you, Landini? Give me the Hokies. Jeff, I've officially changed my pick. Got you. Now, Landfill's been noticeably quiet here. There must not be any soccer or tennis or bowling or darts. 
Uh, there is some soccer, just nothing I really liked. Um, I was inspired by Jeff Walker. I'm taking Kansas State plus one and a half. You're with Beamish, system pick. And Villanova plus four and a half. Wildcat. Oh, Wildcat. Wildcat. Sandra Bullock in speed style. Mm-hmm. Wildcat on Wildcat. You going with him? I, I'm, I'm splitting you guys. I'm taking Wildcat and Wildcat. He's taking K-State with you and then Villanova with Jeff. I'm winning. There's and too I'm many putting, college and teams I'm putting named Voodoo Wildcat. on both of y'all. So um, what's different? I, we meant to talk about this earlier. I want to talk about it real quick. Jeff went to the Defenders game yep. on Sunday night. Uh, how was it, Jeffrey? I heard it was a live atmosphere, dude. It, it was lit. Like, I'm talking about from start to finish. The Fan Fest was, had a lot of people... There were people at the gates waiting to get in during the fan fest. Uh, I had to cancel, Jeff. I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, I'm already hip. As soon as I talked <laughs> to you, I was like, I'll see you Tuesday, brother. <laughs> uh, was Were you hanging out with your uncle? Well, no, nah, we rode the bike, and then uh, we went to a um, a rum distillery. Yeah, that. Yep. And then we went by my buddy's house, and he has a cigar bar built in his house. Oh, boy. And I just I said, Jeff, uh, you know what, man? I'm not going to be able to make that. <laughs> Not going to make it. Now, you went to Rudy's Golf for the DC Divas thing. I, yeah. I saw that on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. How was that? Fun? It was cool. I got there early, and uh, there was a lot of people starting to come in. Uh, I was giving a lead to go eat. but Were you I selling it. your book, or did somebody no, happen no, they to had, have it? They had the book in an auction, and they just asked me to take a picture. That, I, I was like, man, that is cool as hell if somebody showed up with the book to get B to sign it. Now, they had it in an auction. So Rudy's is dope, man. You like it, it over there? Yeah, it was cool. I, you, I know you've I've been, been there before, right? Way long, many, many years ago. Yeah, I uh, I hit that school one time on the other side over there. Damn, really? Who I, I I used to kill it, kill it. They told you don't hit drivers from the top deck, but you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing we do on this program, it's not listen to things. <laughs> uh, shout out to landfill wearing a Nats hat. I like that. I like the look on you, Landy. You may have one. I have one. I gave I gave mine to my wife. Okay, yeah. she was excited about it. That's kind of like a like a wife's uh, hat. It's a pink action. Yeah, I'm going to give mine to my wife. Lanville, you look good <laughs> in pink, buddy. Thank you to all of our guests today. Thank you to Barstool Nate. Thank you to Garnet Hathaway. Thank you to Pete Haley. Thank you to Bad Phone Pete. Bad Phone Pete. Thank you to the boys in the aquarium. Thank you to Papa John's. PJ! Make, make sure you're getting out to the La- Premier Lacrosse League Series Championship over at St. James. Thank you to people tagging me in DC Defenders tweets. I plan on getting to a game. It just might be a while, but I, I, I'll get out there. Thank you to everybody listening. Thank May you everybody. 5th. I mean, March 5th. March 5th. I can't morning. do that, but I think it'll be a great time. Daniel Jones wants $45 million a year. Hey, man. I want a Range Rover. He'll get closer to $45 million and you're going to get a Range Rover. Accurate. Grant and Danny coming your way next. You made it this far. I owe you a beer.